Hi, I'm Beth. And I'm Leslie. Welcome to Quince. A little sweet, a little tart, and a little unexpected. Today is Sunday, September the 25th, 2016. And we have lots of things to talk about. We surely do. Yeah. That's never a problem, is never it, Never a problem to find up with conversation. Do you, have you got anything interesting you've been doing lately? Well, I enjoyed our evening out at the Crooked Road Cafe last night. That was really fun. Yes, and yesterday going to the Meadows of Dan Women's Club craft show. They said it was the 41st year of doing it. That is so awesome. And um, we all fell in love with these little bags by a cousin of my mother's actually. Her name's Ruby Asbury. Yes, Ruby Boyd Asbury. Yes, Ruby she's Boyd. such a delightful person. And she's very talented. She had these little bags and I'll uh, put up your picture because I'm not sure where I put mine. I put them away from the dogs. Uh, these little bags with cat Really, really interesting little cat figures on them. Yes, I, I bought one because I figured Clue Kitty, my kitty, could probably give, will be giving someone a Christmas present yeah. and she won't have to wrap it. Yeah, and I don't know what I'll do with mine. Uh, one year I bought one from Ruby. She had them at the craft shop that I was working at that Sue had. And I put it as a, a gift for a Fiber Festival. Nice. I put different things in it, and it was a big hit. Oh, I it bet. It was a little different. It was a different uh, design. Pattern, design. Mm -hmm. But it was really, I think they liked the bag better than the things I put in it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well. So, yeah, oh, but the quality of workmanship of everything there was just so I good. I know. The whole craft show, I ended up getting um, one of my co-workers Hopefully she won't listen to this, but I got her for her birthday the most clever apron made by our good friend Karen Reed, uh -huh. um, made out of a man's shirt. Yeah. Absolutely beautiful yeah. workmanship. Yeah, really, really wonderful stuff. Mm -hmm. And there were tons of really high quality jewelry. Mm-hmm. And um, while well, I walked in there with 20 bucks, yeah, that's well, all that I was, had. yeah, that was kind of <laughs> me. And um, and Christmas ornaments and um, home decor, yeah, uh, George's wonderful birds, yes, oh, Glenda, they're so beautiful. Oh, yes, Glenda's wonderful pottery. I didn't see that, I yes. must not have gotten back far enough. Yeah, Aaron's books, mm hmm, yes, yeah, they were right there with her pottery, I think. And, um, but yeah, there was just a, an incredibly good selection. Well, you had a booth. Yeah, I had a, I had a few things there too, and mm -hmm. I sold some things, and I was really happy. Good, yes. That's <laughs> always a good thing. Yeah, so I'm, uh, I'm uh, busily making things for the Rumble Sunset show in November. Yes, that's, that's coming up. It's coming up. This one caught me by surprise. I didn't have nearly enough stuff made. Mm. But, uh, I knew it was coming. We've known it for months, but I didn't get it done. So I think September does that. Yeah, yeah. Well, they get distracted by other things. So, but yeah, that was great. And anything else that we have been doing or are going to do? Hmm. Well, tourists are coming back to the mountain. Oh yeah. It it was very busy at the candy store, and yeah, things are busy at the Reynolds Homestead. Yeah. So it's good. Yep. 
stay on, on top of things. Mm-hmm. All right. Yes, I have book club here. Yeah. <laughs> in, in this little living room, we had yes. 17. In our studio. Mm-hmm. Yes, it, went, it went very well. Oh, it was, it was fun. Very nice. Very good discussion of the hornet's nest by mm-hmm. Debbie Carter. Yes. Yes. It was thank you to our Quince listeners because we sort of practiced. Yeah. On yeah. We, we had um, had some discussion right. already. And mm-hmm. so uh, it was very good. Yes. Or we're reading Madame Bovary for the next month. Yeah. I read that years ago and I definitely need to reread it for the book discussion. Um, but I haven't yet. You've started. Yeah, it. I've started it, and I did read it at, at one point. I because rem- um, I'm remembering a lot of it, but mm-hmm. I can't remember when I read it. My, it wasn't too many years ago. Yeah. I decided when my son was young, uh, just a baby, I said every January I'm going to read a classic. Yeah. And I've maybe mentioned that on here before, and that was one of the classics of that yeah. I I read. Yeah, so. I think it was on a list. So it's been the last yeah. 30 years. Yeah, 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 you know. So, so that's what we're up to, right? Very good, yes. Okay. Now we'll do a little sweet, which is about knitting. I'm excited to hear what you have to say. Well, I really haven't been doing much knitting except for making things for the craft shows. That's okay. Yeah, so so I've been kind of quiet about that. But um, I did get online and um, look at Etsy for a fun tool. And I did find one that is very entertaining. If I can get it to come up. It's a um, it's by Mythworks UK. Who's Myth? the Mythworks UK? It's a um, who's a shop owner, and apparently she makes these out of some um, sustainable sustainable source plywood, and they're laser cut. It's a needle gauge. Now a needle gauge is your needles are all different sizes. You know, that you work with. You're right, needing needles. Right, And sometimes you can't tell what size you The got. circumference? Is yeah, that what the, you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, the millimeters, uh, mm-hmm. the, the, the width around. In America, we have size one, two, three, four, five. They're, they're just numbered sizes. So the pattern will say you need a number six needle. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, you know. And so um, in uh, Europe and England, they go by a little different way. But... Um, so if you have a needle that you don't know the size of, a little gauge that you it has holes in it, and you put the ah. you put the needle through the holes. Well, that's smart. Yeah, and then you can tell what size your needle is. So the needles don't say like on the end. Some of them do, do, but they get worn. If you particularly if you have bamboo, they get worn. Mm-hmm. Or if you're getting a little older, right? And the tiny little print on the side. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do have some really nice uh, that I absolutely love um, steel needles or metal needles, mm-hmm. and it is engraved on there, but I can't see it. So, so anyway, she has made a um, needle gauge and little ruler that looks like the Millennium Falcon from Star Wars. Oh my goodness! It is so cute. 
and um, it looks like it would be very accurate the way she's got it laid out. She, you can get it in the American style, or you can get it in the um, the metric. Right. And it's only it's less than ten dollars. Hmm. I don't know what shipping would be from America, but uh, it sounds like or it, from it's, UK. It's sort of like the ring gauges, you know, for a ring on your finger. Yeah, very similar. Mm -hmm. Except that it's yeah. for needles. Yeah. How, so how big is it? Like a dinner plate or a oh, no, no, bread no, plate? Oh, no, no, no. It's not nearly that big. Yeah. Yeah. She's got a two and a half inch, um, well, it's two and a half inches, six centimeters um, ruler on it. So I would say it's probably about, uh, about four and a half inches. Oh, okay. Yeah. About four inches, so it's not a huge thing. You could tuck it in your knitting bag. So, um, so that's a, an entertaining thing. I mean, it's not something you absolutely have to have. You can buy one that's just a straight ruler and it's got holes in it mm. for fifty nine cents. Right from right. my shop. In fact. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> but this is a little more special. Yeah, but it, you know, and it makes a great gift mm -hmm. for somebody that was a Star Wars. Uh, well, how many different size needles are there? Oh. Um, well, uh, how many holes are in there? Well, I have, se I have 17 different sizes in my shop. You're kidding. Yeah. 17? Well, no. There's more than 17. It's 17 plus... There's about 20 different sizes. I've got down Of to, needles? Yeah. I've got down to 000, zero, zero look like toothpicks. Oh and my. then I've got some that look like logs, size 17. Really? Yeah. So, yeah. If you need all these different sizes. You can kind of tell that she's got all these little Oh, holes. she's got a lot of holes. Yeah. <laughs> My goodness. Yeah, she probably, it doesn't look like she goes down to the zero, zero, zeros. Mm -hmm. But those are very young. I don't sell very many of those. Uh, but every now and then somebody comes in and they're just absolutely thrilled that I have them. Do you use them? Oh, yeah, I love a little tiny. <laughs> <laughs> so what would you be making that you use the uh, zero, really, zero, zero? Really fine lace. You mm. know, uh, really uh, lace, weight, lace weight yarn is thread size. Mm-hmm. <coughs> so, wow. anyhow. Oh. And then I got on Ravelry, which is our uh, club for knitters right. and crocheters. And the big hot thing right now, which is kind of hilarious to me, is a crocheted pattern, which is pretty uncommon for a crochet to be up in the top uh, numbers because knitting is kind More. of... Well... I think there are actually more crocheters out there. They're just a little quieter, mm. you know. But there's a knitting, a bunch of knitting patterns right now. They are dragon scale gloves. Oh, I, somebody had those up on Facebook. I actually <laughs> looked at, you know, one of my friends, because yeah. obviously I know nothing about these things. Yeah. But I saw those gloves. Yeah. What do you think of them? I think they're very cute. Mm -hmm. I think they're probably for someone who's considerably younger than me. <laughs> you know, but some of the... Well, um, I don't know about yeah. that. I well, mean. and they look really fabulous with the um, variegated yarns. Right. Several, I looked at several of the uh, different patterns and they had the, the very, the, particularly the ones that have a little bit of um, the longer uh, color repeats mm -hmm. looked really nice. So, You'd I have like, to have nice fingernails to yeah, wear yeah, those. Yeah, you, you, you kind of, um, and, you know, and long hands. I have such short little hands. Mm -hmm. 
I think it would look really better with somebody with long fingers mm -hmm. than me because it, it's kind of, it's a bulky look because of this the scale it they look like flower petals the scales uh, I've made flowers actually that look like this so I kind of know the technique huh well, I guess it's just a new design yeah it's, and it's those really are crocheted fun. or knitted it's crochet could you knit them I haven't found a knitting pattern for it. I'm not sure if you could. Yeah, all the ones I've found so far were were, um, were the crocheted ones. Hmm. So, um, I think it would be, I can't imagine how you would knit them and get that effect. Mm -hmm. But I could be wrong. Somebody can tell me. Aha, uh -huh, there you go. So that's my knitting content for the knitting, spinning, whatever. Oh, I'm spinning Angora rabbit hair. Oh, did you shave some of the uh, rabbits? Somebody's got, um, well, one of them's got to be sheared next week. This is some I had dyed and carded, and I've been spinning it all summer. But I don't know if other people are like this about projects. When I get to where I can see the end, I want to finish it. Ah. Uh. And so I get kind of obsessive and start doing that one thing mm -hmm. more. Mm -hmm. So I've really been spending a lot. Too. And it's gotten a little cooler. Yes. Not much, but a little. You know, that's so funny you say that about finishing projects. Um, I was sitting with a bunch of friends or even just acquaintances at the craft show yesterday. You know, we all bought our hot dogs or pinto oh, yeah. beans or whatever and went out into the big room and <laughs> sitting at a picnic table and getting talking. And one of the women said, um, she said when she retires, she has this business plan and she would like to be some advertised that she will finish your project. That's not a bad idea. I know, I said, that's brilliant. That's because not a bad there's idea. there's a lot of people that mm -hmm you know, start knitting that blanket or whatever. And it's not just that kind of project. Oh, yeah. It can be all painting or... Yeah. Uh, all kinds of I, things. I don't know, uh, but... Sewing you know. or uh, quilting or... Mm -hmm. I did actually have a lady pay me to finish a, a, a sweater for her. I remember that. Yeah, lovely, lovely, sweet lady. And mm -hmm. she brought it. It was a Christmas present, so mm -hmm. she brought it like in November. She gave me plenty of time. And um, she had... Uh, the yarn she had bought from me and she had finished almost all of it. It needed a neck and it needed sleeves. And um, she didn't have a pattern. Oh my goodness. She had just knitted it. She was that good a knitter. But she couldn't finish it? In uh, her sight was getting bad and, oh, you know. Okay. And there, that's reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah her sight, and, and she uh, dearly loved this person she wanted to make it for. Tiny little woman that she was making it for. And so, uh, so I did. I finished it without a pattern, you know, got the and made a turtleneck and everything. It turned out beautiful. And oh. I had exactly 14 inches of yarn left. Oh my goodness. And there was no way to get any more. Oh. Yep. Wow. <laughs> I, had, I did. I showed her. I had like 14 inches. That was all that was left of that. Amazing. And it did turn out gorgeous. So, and because of her, not because of me. So. <laughs> All right, That's so funny. are we about ready for our next section? Sure. As 
and so that will be a little tart. A little tart. So it was up to me to pick a topic. And so I thought, and I thought, and I really don't like the phrase bucket list. Okay. I have, from the first time I heard that, I'm like, kick the bucket, you know, and you, things you want to do before you die, you know, okay. the phrase. But I love the concept. Okay, well tell me, now I'm just ignorant, where did this come from? The this bucket, bucket list? list thing. Well, I, I'm not exactly sure. It just suddenly showed up in the right. um, social consciousness. About maybe, what, five years ago, yeah. something, I don't know. And then a movie came out. See? So the movie came after the concept? I think so. Okay, because yeah. I really didn't know. Yeah. And I've never even seen that movie, actually. I, yeah. um, I didn't know there was a movie. But people talked about, you know, of course, kicking the bucket. And, mm -hmm. you know, that's a good question. I may, yeah, at some point or other, look that up. But it's been, I don't know how people phrased it, maybe a thousand places you need to see before you die, or, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. Right. And... Then people just decided that they would write, you know, a list of ten or a dozen or whatever yeah. uh, goals and things to check off and right. be motivated. And I like that. And yeah. I like that idea of, of listing out what you've always said. Yeah. Like for me, um, I would say, oh, I hope that I can go to the Galapagos Islands. Yeah. Yeah, that kind, okay. that kind of thing. So anyway, I thought, wow, let's talk about some of the things that are on people's bucket lists. Yeah. And it's not just places. Some oh. of them are things that they would like to do. Right. So, I... There were some really awesome ones that people came up with. Yes, because I did ask some of our Facebook friends, yeah. put it right out there. Um, one friend, she said, oh, you know, I'm, I'm ill or, you know, getting older, and so my bucket list is diminished. This was our friend Nancy Ann, yeah. who has contributed several oh, ideas to Quince. Yeah. And I said, no, no, no. This can be dreams such as a flight in outer space, yeah. which I think would be wonderful sure. to do. And she said, all right, well then, to spend a week living in a cabin in Cates Cove, North Carolina, with no tourists, to fly in a small craft over the Grand Canyon, to visit the outback and its people, to see the Irish countryside and visit with people in their homes, to travel through Montana and ride with cowboys. Alright. So weren't those wonderful? Absolutely. And then our good friend Chris M, mm -hmm. who some of your um, knitting people may recognize, oh, Chris. Woolly Buns. Woolly Buns yeah. is what uh, her business is called, because yeah. she also has, has rabbits, mm -hmm. lives up in New England. Yep. But she says, go to Mongolia and learn traditional felting. Felt a yurt from my backyard and turn it into a fiber studio. 
sell my house and almost everything in it, buy an RV and travel the U.S. until I feel, don't feel like traveling anymore. Write novels until the characters in my head don't have anything else to say. Uh, nurture elephants in need. Plant my yard beautiful. Start a foundation to help children damaged by war. Raise my own veggies to get me through an entire winter. Raise enough veggies to share with those who can't. Travel to Scotland, Ireland, New Zealand, Austria, Hawaii, Alaska. And then Chris said something really cool. She said, I've already checked off the bucket list. Be kissed by a wolf. This is awesome. Isn't that? <laughs> isn't that awesome? It's really awesome. Yes, yeah, she really had some good ideas. Absolutely. And my brother said that he wanted to see our West Virginia stories produced as a Walt Disney movie, including <laughs> a ride down country roads in a green Jeep at Disney World. That's awesome. So I thought that was funny. That was good. And another friend, Kay Waits, she said... She would like to brighten someone else's day, travel the U.S., go to England, Scotland, and Ireland. We need to get a group together. Uh (laughs) And be able to make beautiful quilts. And I asked several of the younger ladies at work at the candy store Mm -hmm. today, and one said she would love to go to a desert island and snorkel. That was Tina who said that. Uh And then Robin Nolan, she said that her dream would be to open a business. All right. And she's like 27, and she would like to open a flower shop and also be able to sell her craft items. Okay. Well, she's getting some good experience. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. So that's not a... Well, her first job when she was 16 was working in a florist shop in Floyd for Uh a couple years. So. Yeah. Well, those are all good things yes. and getting the ins and out of retail. Yeah, she could do it. Yeah, that's she, awesome. I really hope that that's a bucket list I that, that, that for happens her. for her. Yeah. So, but you know, a couple of the things on the list, like buying an RV and traveling, I think a lot of people probably have. That's never been on my list per no, se. I'm too big a homebody. My uncle does that. Yes. Which is why I have a home right now. So. Right, right. <laughs> but, um, mm-hmm. and, and they're perfectly happy. Absolutely. Oh, people who just love it. Yeah. So. But what I would like to do, in fact, that's a book, um, two books that I have. I would dearly love to follow... William Least Heat Moon's Blue Highways. Oh, yeah. And I've talked about his book and, and Heat Moon before uh, on Quince. But to follow, because he went around the United States. Um, this was back in the late 1970s, 1980. And he traveled in a van all the way across the United States and up you know, New England. I mean, he did a, a pretty wide swath. And a couple years ago, a book came out called Blue Highways Revisited. And these are photographs of some of the people he met 
and the sites, places yeah. that he went to. I just love this book. Yeah. Um, but that's something that I would like to do. Yeah. I would love to go. Like, here's uh, um, Main Street in Bagley, Minnesota. Yeah. And he went there way back in, you know, yeah. 1980. And then here he is. Here's a picture, a modern day picture. Yeah. So. Well, that's an attainable thing. I think maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Now, for me, the bucket list thing was attainable things. Okay. Things that you could, uh, and so I really didn't come up with much. Well, it was idea. interesting that you, when I mentioned it, you just kind of looked blank for a second no. going I don't have a bucket list I don't. and you're not the only person because yeah. I've been asking yeah. so that I found that interesting because I have yeah. like I could go on all day yeah. about well and it may be, maybe I'm looking at it the wrong way because it, it's like I would like to go to Italy but there's no way I'm going to get to go to Italy well, yes yeah, see now you're defeating <laughs> the purpose that's right yeah I think it's it's probably the way I'm looking at it is not you're not letting yourself be inspired right mm-hmm. well at this point in my life it's a little hard to be inspired I'm so tied down well that's true you're taking yeah. care of your father yeah. and I remember when I was taking yeah. care of my so father you're, you're kind of like um I just and in a lot of ways, a lot of my things I wanted to really attain are more inner than outer. Mm-hmm. That's okay. That's you good. Know, that's really always kind of been more my focus mm-hmm. than uh, than. Of course, I did. I mean, I've gotten to go to England several times. Right. And loved every time I went. I went to San Francisco. I loved every minute of it. And when I've had the opportunities, I've loved them. Yes. But I, it's just not like something that, oh, I have absolutely just got to. How about when you went to Prince Edward Island? Well, that was accidental. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because I know how much you love Anna Green Yes, Gates. absolutely. And, um, so that would be on a lot of people's bucket Yeah, and list. my mother went and loved it. Mm-hmm. You know, she, she went several times. And I loved Nova Scotia more. Mm-hmm. You know, at, uh, Prince Edward Island was kind of disappointing uh, to mm-hmm. me. Of course, the mosquitoes tried to eat me alive. That may have had something to do with it. But I, I really enjoyed Nova Scotia so much more. Mm-hmm. But you know, everybody's different. That's right. Yeah, for sure. So. But and, and going to places in books that we've loved, yeah. you and I were talking about how we would like to go to Guernsey Island oh, yeah. because of that wonderful that. book about yeah. the Guernsey and Potato Peel Book yeah. Society or yeah. whatever. Yeah. I, I love exactly. that book. I'll look it up. <laughs> but yeah, that was one of the early books we read for book club. Mm-hmm. And everybody really enjoyed it. So yeah, and it gave me a look at a place I really didn't know yes. very much about. But Guernsey, Islands, Jersey, yeah. and... Yeah, you know, Islands are sort of mystical anyway. They are. You know, that's on my bucket list and has been for before it was called that, is to go to Norfolk Island, uh-huh. which is off the coast of eastern Australia, yeah. way out in the water. Yeah. And it is an island where Norfolk pines mm-hmm. originated. Yeah. There are no cars, yeah. you know, except emergency vehicles. Yeah. 
And that is where Colleen McAuliffe lived uh, and yeah. wrote. You know, mm -hmm. wrote The Thorn Birds and, yeah. you know, a lot of these okay. favorite yeah. books. Absolutely. Even though they took place well, in Australia or yeah. wherever, that right. was her home. But I, I, for some reason, it's like speaks into yeah. me. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. And I always wanted to live in Vermont when right. I was a child. That was my dream. Yeah. And I did go, and I lived there about eight years. So. And you want a treehouse? I want a treehouse. That yeah. is definitely on my bucket <laughs> list. You better believe yeah, it. Thank you. I had, yep, definitely the treehouse. Uh -huh. I want to learn to play the hammer dulcimer. Yeah, well, that's a, a possible reality. Possible, yeah. yes. You know, a lot of people, I think, want to learn a musical instrument. Yeah. I have heard that. Uh, yeah. Someone told me their bucket list, they wanted to learn to play the piano. Yeah. And the only other thing, and it, it's still kind of an internal thing, is I wish I had, and maybe I still could, learned languages. Oh, yeah. You know, because, um, but I feel like uh, a lot of my education is limited because I can't read things in original right. languages. Yes. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Greek. Latin. Yeah, Greek, Latin, Hebrew. But, you know, I'm getting old now. I probably won't do that. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm sure you could, but it would take a real focus. Yep. A couple years ago, I thought maybe I could learn um, Irish. Yeah. And because of Irish roots. So right. I was testing a theory. I said, listen, is it buried deep in my DNA would that language be easier to learn than, say, Russian or something yeah. that, you know, is not at all in my right. ancestry? So I went and got, you know, the CDs and the booklets, and I tried, and it was, oh my gosh, that's a hard language. Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> that's a very hard language. Yeah. It's beautiful, and, yeah. you know, it was sort of fun to look and try for... Mm. You yeah. know, a few days, and I said, no, no, this is not in my DNA. It's not going to happen, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or it might be, but I'm not finding yeah, it. Absolutely. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but that's that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. And the other thing I have been doing for some time um, is working on, instead of um, a thousand places you need to um, visit before you die, I've been working on the thousand and one books you must read before you die. Uh, by Peter, uh, the general editor was Peter Boxall. Excellent. Yeah. Now I have an older copy because I started this a long time ago. Uh, I'm only on 14 books, <laughs> you know. But um, some of the early books are really hard to read. Mm -hmm. uh, but um, the murder, of Ocra the murder of Roger Ackroyd that we talked about yes. is in here. Oh, okay. Uh, and a lot of the um, modern classics are here, uh, Giovanni's Room by James Baldwin. I've read a lot of these, uh, 1984 by George Orwell, but the really early ones, I mean, Aesop's Fables, that was pretty easy. Right. But Gargantua and Pantagruel. Huh? Rabelais. Uh, no, I don't even know that. That was horrible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of the early stuff is satire. Mm -hmm. and wandering and it's um, 
I had to stop and look up a lot of things just to understand what they were talking about. Now, great books, great conversations that I've been doing for seven years yeah. now. I bet it's some of those same authors. Probably. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and some of them are so obscure. There's one called The Unfortunate Traveler by Thomas Nash. Mm -hmm. Don Quixote, of course, was pretty. And Pilgrim's Progress right. by Jen Bunyan. Um, uh, a Forbidden. Uh, this one was a, a um, tract against slavery. Oh, really? Orononoko. And right now I'm reading A Tale of a Tub by Jonathan Swift. And that's oh, a war okay. satire yeah, yeah. about uh, Protestant and Catholic religion. So, But I, I'm, I have enough background I can understand that. Right. That sounds, that sounds good. It, it, well, there are all these digressions. Yeah. <laughs> these, um, these writers just didn't stay on the point. So I'm enjoying the actual story of the three uh, sons who represent the three different religion or three different branches of Christianity uh, but then he goes wandering off on and I lose interest so I've been reading that for a long time well and you always have to wonder about the editors and and what yeah. thousand and one books and and it's changed uh, a lot of these early books he didn't put in the later editions oh really yeah but since this was the one I had uh, mm -hmm. I've just been going ahead and reading it but, uh, but I think they it. changed some of the, um, because I, I belong to a book, uh, a club on Goodreads. Right. And they, they never mention these. Yeah. That well, reading. that reminds me of my father when he sat on a fire tower in Vermont yeah. back during the Depression, and he asked his English teacher in high school, he'd been out for a number of years, but he asked his teacher to put together the, a list of a hundred books yeah. that she thought he should read right. or anyone should read in right. their lifetime and he got together as many of those as he could yeah. and took them up to Vermont and left them at a farmhouse mm -hmm. and he, he'd take a bag and then if there was a good rain and he could leave the fire tower for a day yeah. he'd hike into the farmhouse and you know, pick up another Renew, bag, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And he said, and the farmer's wife would always have a pie waiting Aww. for him. So <laughs> yes, and and get it and give him a couple steaks oh, he could take back nice. up because yeah. he was alone there from sure. like May through October. Wow. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But he loved reading those books, yeah. and I think they a lot of Shakespeare and sure. what have you too. Yeah. There's uh, a couple of writers' books. Rita Mae Brown wrote one called Starting from Scratch, mm -hmm. and she recommends a list of books that writers should read. Mm -hmm. And then um, a fellow named Mortimer Adler mm -hmm. wrote a book yes. called How to Read a Book, Yes, and he had a list of books that he thought mm -hmm. everyone should read. So, And they were very different because they had a different slant, right. and also 50 years difference in time when the books were written. Sure. So that was interesting. Well, and... How about if I made that list or you made that list? Oh, yeah. It'd be it very would different. be very be different. different. Yeah. That's so, really yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. So, well, here we go with our our bucket list and yeah. how different people have different ideas. And I did, um, you know how you and I like our quotes. Oh, yeah. Especially so we can make our little memes yeah. to put up on Quince. <laughs> 
So I looked for some quotes that was suggested to keep you inspired as you fulfilled your bucket list. Right. That's, you know, who knows who thinks up these lists, but I thought it was interesting. So there were a few of them that mm -hmm. I liked on here. The greatest danger for most of us is not that our aim is too high and we miss, but that it is too low and we reach it. Wow. That was Michelangelo. Michelangelo. Who said that. And then Anne Rand, Ayn Rand, however you say that woman's name, sorry for all you who love her, but she's uh, whatever. But I like this <laughs> quote that she said. She said, the question isn't who is going to let me, it's who's going to stop me. Very good. And that's good. That, you know, I was talking Very to good. a friend today who's thinking about getting married and, and uh, she's really afraid that by doing that, she's going to be stopped. Mm. And I'm afraid she's going to be that way too. Aww. Yeah. I mean, not that marriage always entails that. Heaven knows, no. you know, there's wonderful spouses who encourage you to. Oh, absolutely. But there's also many who would be scared about that. Yep. And that's, that's a problem. Yep. Yeah. I mean, now, I can't even imagine doing it or wanting to get married again. But independence? No. I mean, no. Uh-uh. Now here, this is an unknown author, but I like this one. If we're growing, we're always going to be out of our comfort zone. Well, that is so true, and it's something I have trouble with. Yeah. I don't like getting out of my comfort zone. I know, zone. I know. And that is, yeah. that's true. Yeah. You know, especially I think that's why people maybe don't have the dreams with the bucket yeah. list. Our friend Barbara Wagner, I uh, think about on her list was to jump out of an airplane. And she did it. And she did it and she loved it and yeah. would like to do it again. Yeah, I th and I think that is so awesome. But that would be a comfort zone yeah. that a lot of people would have yeah. trouble. I would have trouble with that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> But, but yeah, and and like I say, since I'm more about inner development, um, that um, there's a young man that's been writing some really great articles for the Martinsville Bulletin. Yes, his name's Ben Williams, I think. Right. Yes. And he it wrote is. he wrote one, uh, or he posted it today about, and it was interesting because you had written about kindness, yeah. and then he wrote about kindness, mm -hmm. and he was talking about an incident that happened in a bookstore that he was in, and this um, young man who was um, obviously uh, had some issues was walking around and trying to talk to people, but mm -hmm. nobody could understand him, uh. and so everybody ignored him. He walked up to this old man that was reading, an older man who was reading a, a magazine and tried to talk to him, and the man just kept the magazine up and walked over to a woman and she didn't respond and so finally he walks up to this young man and said something and the young man pretended like he understood him. That's right. 
It's just like with Alzheimer's. You just smile and say, yeah. absolutely, that's right. great. Yeah. And but the person beams. Yeah, and he said he didn't. It was definitely out of his comfort zone, though, because this person was obviously having some problems. Right. And uh, so they had a little interchange of, you know, several different things. And then finally the man reached out and put his hand on Ben's heart. Oh, and then took Ben's hand and put it on his heart. Oh. Uh, he said if he had not done that, he would have missed that experience. That's right. And he said after that, the man went and sat down, was quite, totally quiet until his caretaker came from wherever he was and got him and they left. Oh. And, you know, and, that, and, he, and the boy was not trying to brag on himself. No, no. You know, he said this was just, but, but it was something that made him extremely uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But a moment of kindness uh, right. reached this person. That's right, and he will have that for a lifetime. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, and oh, and that's great. It was. It was really. I posted the link. Yeah, I saw, and yeah, I, I'm going to read to. it. Yeah, <laughs> I saw that between church and heading off to work. Yeah, and yeah then I knew you didn't have time to look <laughs> rushing at home, it, but, and yes, yeah, but but uh, that's a great yeah, story. You know, and that's getting out of your comfort zone. That's right. And that, those are the things I have trouble with. I could probably jump out of an airplane faster than I could deal with conflict mm -hmm. of any kind. Mm -hmm. You know, conflict bothers me. Yeah, conflict's tough. Yeah, you know, and... and um, In other words, you could never be a politician. No. Never want to. Somebody I mean, yell at you and you cry. That's no, what I, I probably would wouldn't do. cry, but I I would yeah. not want to be there. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I admire yeah. any. I and I admire people like Ben and anybody that will get out and put themselves out there. Mm -hmm. I think it's marvelous. I couldn't even be a minister. Um, I, you know, I have a ministerial function. Mm -hmm. But getting up in front of people, I wouldn't even have a problem with that. No, because you're a good public speaker. Yeah, but. If I was confronted, I would have problems with it. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, yeah, I, I can talk in front of people forever, right. but but the you know if uh, like you were kind of talking about today about your minister, if if there was a negative reaction, right, you know, and maybe you learn how to deal with it, mm -hmm. but it's not something that is comes natural to me. Yeah, yeah. So that's something in your bucket list would you like to develop no. where no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no. No, no. Yeah, the, the inner things I'm working on don't include that. <laughs> what sort of inner things are you? Oh, working I don't know. On? I guess the spiritual development. Try to be nicer to people. Mm -hmm. uh, try to uh, understand other religions. That's always been a big deal for me. Sure. And um, and understanding Christian history. And where things come from, and so your that. bucket list is: I want to keep learning. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty and much growing it. and that's accepting. Yeah. And well, I, mm -hmm. I would like a degree in absolutely everything. Right. Yes. <laughs> that's cool. Time. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Right. You have one more. Uh, I do have one more quote. Let me see. That was. Jim Rohn was the author, R-O-H-N, Jim Rohn, 
There are two ways to face the future. One way is with apprehension. The other is with anticipation. Yeah. See, I like that one. That's a good yeah. one. I like anticipation. Absolutely. That's a fun thing. And I was trying to find the origin, the phrase um, of the bucket list. But they're trying to say it was the screenwriter that it was, in fact, the movie. But I know it was before that. Okay. So, I'm not sure. There is some etymology here. But people keep saying... Yeah, I, did, uh, I just know it just appeared, and I knew nothing about a movie. I'm so out of touch that I knew nothing about that. Yeah, but people say, um, list of things to do before I kick the bucket. Yeah. And that's been around since I can remember my grandparents saying right. that. Yeah. So, well, I yeah. remember a book by Debbie McComber called 20 Wishes. Mm -hmm. And it's a knitting kind of book, you know, uh, very, um, they're very sweet books. Uh, they're set in Portland, Oregon, I think, or maybe, no, Seattle, Washington. And um, basically, the knitting group decided to write down 20 wishes, things that they wanted to happen. Mm -hmm. And it's sort of a more spiritual um, thing. It was just kind of like opening yourself to a situation and being aware so that you'd realize the chance was there. Like one, one of the women wanted a child, had always wanted a child, and then she wound up with a child. Um, it was her lunch buddy at uh, school, oh. and then the, gran the girl's grandmother got sick and she had nowhere to go, and so she eventually wound up adopting this child. Oh. Neat. So. See, you open yourself. I yeah. I think you put it out to the yeah. universe. Yeah, pretty much. That was the, that was more the slant. It's like, no, I've got to get this done. Mm -hmm. uh, but was, you just put it out there. Yeah, it's like, you know, um, this is what I think I need. Well, like I said, I said on Facebook, I said, oh, I've always wanted to play the hammer dulcimer. Mm -hmm. And wouldn't you know, someone messaged me and said, listen, I, I got a hammered dulcimer in my divorce, and I really don't want it. Would you like it? <laughs> That's awesome. I know. See, just put it out there. Yeah. I wasn't asking for one. Yeah, I don't not. know, but uh, maybe if nothing else, I could have it at my house for a year or two and yeah. see if I really do want that. Absolutely, and, and you know a, a hammered dulcimer player. Oh, lots, yes. Yeah, they can teach yes, you. <laughs> yes, yeah. Well, I was a drummer, yeah. and I also took nine years of piano lessons. You could probably So I'm thinking yeah. maybe. Yeah, well, maybe. I think it's really considered a, um, is it considered a percussion? Yes. Instrument? Yeah. yeah. Well, you're banging with sticks. Yeah, yeah I think it's considered so. that. So. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I, mm -hmm. I tried for about ten minutes to learn to play an honor harp. Oh, okay, yeah. And that, that was not my thing. No. But I carried around, my grandparents gave it to me, and they, I carried it around for years and Did you years really? and years and years, and finally sold it just a few years ago, mm -hmm. you know, after I had been around forever, and, hmm. but just because they gave it to me, I thought I ought to keep it. <laughs> yeah. Do you wish you had? No. Okay. I'm not attached to much anymore. I know. Yeah. 
I'm not either. Yeah. Nah, nah. All right. We probably ought to do. Expected. I don't know. What do you have? I mean, I, this was your party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we might talk a little bit more about Blue Highway. And, okay. Or have we talked too much about yes, that before? Well, I think in a way we covered it under uh, what I said before. I will mention that uh, William Least Heat Moon has another book that is coming out soon. Right. As you can see on my bookshelf, I also have his books Here, There, Everywhere, yeah. Roads to Quas, Prairie Earth. He wrote a book on Christopher Columbus. Yeah. Oh, also. yeah. That was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. very interesting author. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Well, I read an interesting book that our friend um, Shelby recommended, and it's called "The One in a Mi The One in a Million Boy." Oh, I've been wanting to read that uh -huh, by Monica Wood. It is it's a hard book to describe in yes. some ways. Um, our daytime book club did it, so yeah, I have oh, heard them talk oh, about okay. it. Well, uh, and it's kind of the bucket list thing. Because the um, there's a, a little boy who's been assigned to this 103-year-old woman. He's a Boy Scout, and he's supposed to come and help her. And he gets the idea that, he, that she should be in the Guinness World Book of Records. Because, and uh, so because of her age. And so he figures out all these different ways that she can um, be a record holder. And his enthusiasm, he, he has some social issues. I, I don't mm -hmm. know if it's like a form of autism. They didn't really go into it. But he has some uh, disabilities in interacting with people. So anyway, he infects her with his enthusiasm with yeah. us. And then all, all sorts of stuff happens. I shouldn't tell. But it's a really delightful book. Yes. And uh, unusual story. Well, everyone enjoyed it that talked about right. it at book club and of course so. i could see why shelby liked it because she her she had her hundred and some odd year old friend yes that um lived on diet cokes and oreo cookies or something yeah, yes <laughs> i think it was pepsi and reese's cups, yeah, pepsi and reese's cups. i forget what it was mm -hmm. but, you know, what the secret yes. to her longevity was yeah so but that was a really good book i uh, read recently and i'm enjoying um Madame Bovary. Uh, I think a lot of people get the idea that classics are hard. And they're not always. Sometimes they are. Yeah, but, but most of the time they were written as popular fiction. Yeah. No, Madame Bovary is easy to yeah, read. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. And, mm -hmm. um, but I, I, for some reason people, like Jane Austen, I mean, oh. uh, when we were in high school, Jane Austen was hard. Mm -hmm. But it was kind of presented to us at the time. But it's a light comedy. Right. That's true. Yeah. And you know what? Even Shakespeare, at oh. least when you see the plays, you're I, like, why did I not get this? I love Shakespeare. I have to read it out loud mm -hmm. to get it. 
And what's his name, Kenneth Branagh? Um, the uh, fellow that does all the Shakespeare. Kevin Branagh? Kenneth? I should have hmm. looked it up. But uh, he does some wonderful presentations. If he'd done, done some of the more minor plays, mm -hmm. like Henry Third and right. all of that. And well, and these Shakespeare places, like the one in Stanton. Yeah. 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 So Pretty cool. But, but it, it's a lot more accessible than it was when we were younger. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Netflix has Shakespeare. Or mm. has had in the past. We're going down to the barter. I've seen yeah. some there. Mm -hmm. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. I love Shakespeare. People don't realize that. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. I do love Shakespeare. Yeah. It's kind of rowdy sometimes. The only <laughs> one I would not recommend is Titus Andronicus. It's awful. But other than that, <laughs> I've never like, seen that. Oh, yeah. you don't want to see that. Okay. Yeah, I read <laughs> it, and it was horrible. There's, uh, um, I don't even want to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> that bad. <laughs> now everybody's going to look up Titus and Gronicus. <laughs> but it's a very minor historical play. Not worth it. Okay. So, um. Anyway, so have we got anything else we need to talk about? No, I think we have covered it well. Okay, well, thanks for coming up with the idea of the subject. I think that was great. Well, if anybody would like to comment, Absolutely. please do. Yes, we have our show notes at clintspodcast.com, and you can comment there. You can also comment on our Facebook page under Clint's Podcast. We are on iTunes at um, Clint's Podcast or Beth Almond Ford or Leslie Sheeler. And we will be back in a couple of weeks. Bye-bye.